Evolutionary.org, episode 493. Steve Schmee here, a.k.a. Steve Smith, joined by the Morphsa. What's up, buddy? How you doing? This is, this is one of those super effective uh, performance-enhancing drugs, people, that does what it says on the label, and you don't have to use crazy amounts. So, yeah, I'm good to go. Let's hit it. So today we're going to be talking about carterine, GW501516. Now, carterine is sold as a SARM. It's sold at SARMs companies, but it's not a SARM. It is actually a drug, and it's a PPAR drug. And it's basically, it's a drug that binds to the PPAR receptor. So created by GlaxoSmithKline and Ligon Pharmaceuticals in 1992, it was discovered that carterine and binding to the PPAR receptor recruits what is called coactivator PGC-1A enzyme, and it increases the expression in genes involved in the expenditure of energy. So it's been used since, I would say, the 2000s. If you are lucky enough to get a hold of it as an athlete in the early to mid-2000s, that's when it really started to take off by the late 2000s. And the Olympians back then were definitely all over it. They were basically using a ton of it um, in the Olympics and giving themselves an advantage. At the time, it was not banned. Now, of course, it's banned by every major organization. So it gives you a tremendous athletic advantage over your peers when you are on it. And uh, you can tell when you take it uh, really right off the bat, the first dose you take and you go do your workout, if you really understand what your body is capable of, whether you're doing cardio, whether you're doing weight training or any type of athletic, even having sex, I mean, it's going to make a difference. It's going to give you more wind. It's going to allow you to push harder and longer than you normally would. So, and it also is a great fat burner, but it's not a stimulant. And it doesn't affect your hunger like stimulants do and, and mess around with that and cause you to get hot and all that. So it really is an amazing drug to use. So um, basically what happened in 2001, Mobster, there was a publication that came out, phase one and phase two trials to treat lipid strain. And then phase two studies showed it was effective for diabetes, obesity, lipid health, and heart disease. And then in 2007, it got discontinued. And then that's when coaches around the time started saying, hmm, maybe we should, we should get a hold of this and give it to our athletes. And that's what happened. Now, some of the coaches at that time, they were paying 1000 a month for a wow. supply of it. That's how, that's how it was hard to get a hold of this stuff. So, um, and they couldn't test for it. There wasn't a way to test for it. So 2008 China Olympics, large percentage of athletes were using it. And then the next year, WADA and IOC began to test for it. And they, many athletes have been busted ever since. So let's get into, um, you know, let's get into some stuff, Mobster, and like, give us your thoughts so far. One very, very quick thing, guys, as per always with these kind of situations, when we bring them on, we love I will say I like it. I think Steve likes it. And I've, even though I've lacked the personal experience of it, Steve, plenty of our members have used it and they all think it's great too. So what happens with this stuff again, very quickly, other products are tested for at the same time. And there'll be this as product X, and but product Y was better. The response on product Y was better for the medical reasons it was created for. So it's again one of those situations where lab, pharma company, whatever you want to call them, uh, found something that was almost identical, that treated a medical condition better, and perhaps 
as we will get into in terms of the risk factors, they were ever so slightly less for in those specific set of circumstances that they were tested. And they have to test the way that they test. Stuff sometimes takes 10, 15 years to come to market. So it's one of those, from our point of view, when you wonder why they removed it, and but the thing that they replaced it with isn't as effective as a performance-enhancing drug as cardarine is. And that's just how that kind of stuff works. But who cares, right, guys? You want to get in shape. You want to have more energy. Cardarine is fantastic for that. Back to you, Steve. So let's talk about how specifically it works for endurance. So it works by binding to the PPAR agonist receptor, as I mentioned earlier. And what happens is the output of energy changes the activity in the genes, causing a noticeable uptick in endurance. So it'd be like taking a V4 engine out of a car and replacing it with a V8 engine. So you're going to be able to rev up your body's engine more and push harder without getting tired as easy. So let's say you're in the gym and you're really busting your ass and you're doing a lot of reps, a lot of sets, and your heart rate goes higher and higher each rep and each set you do. And then in the middle of your rep, middle of your set, your, your heart rate's increasing. Well, when you run cartering, it's going to allow you to push just as hard and your heart rate won't go up as much. So it's really messing around with the way your body uses that energy and puts and outputs that energy. So a hypothetical situation for me is when I, when I ran it for my, I basically was able to take time off my, my 5k, my one mile, my 10k, et cetera, half Mm. marathon, whether you want a marathon. Um, I've never ran a marathon. I've run half marathons, but not ever a marathon, but you're going to be able to take tons of time off your off your runs because of the way this stuff changes the way your body uses energy but it's not going to in turn cause you it's it does the opposite of what stimulants do when you take a stimulant it increases your heart rate so you're going to easier you're going to hit your maximum heart rate with less effort on a stimulant so you're going to get winded quicker when you use a stimulant cartering does the opposite you're going to be able to push longer and 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 harder without your heart hitting that maximum heart rate. So really it's, it's basically improving the way your heart functions and improving the, you know, the, this, the RPMs. That's why I kind of compare it to a car engine. It's going to, you're going to be able to rev up your, your RPMs more just by taking cardamom when it comes to endurance. Now, when it comes to fat loss, the way it works for fat loss mobsters, it increases glucose uptake. So it changes how your body treats nutrients and how we store fat. So it's going to make it harder for your body to store fat. So guys who run cartering will notice they can eat a lot of crappy foods and still not gain fat on it. But when you eat a good proper diet, and we know this yes. from the studies and anecdotal evidence, yes. you're going to have tremendous results with burning fat. The fat loss benefits in my experience will kick in the second month you're on it, but the endurance benefits right away. Like literally the yeah. first time you take cartering, you'll notice if you know your body enough, you'll notice a difference right away. Now here's the thing guys, I was going to I was going to cover all of what Steve said if you wanted to in a phrase and ultimately it makes that uh, the energy process, the cardio process, the diet process just simply more efficient. And again, because of the doses that we're going to talk about momentarily, they're not super crazy high. So even if it came with a bunch of horrible side effects, which doesn't really happen in cardarine, which is why it's so fucking amazing, it has to be said, the low dose, the effective dose, 
just makes all that good work that you should be doing, that you must be doing in our recommendation, that much more effective, that much more efficient. I, again, I've not used Kylerine, hands up straight away, but I've seen recommendation after recommendation after recommendation, and everybody's saying the same thing, that sense of energy, the sense of not being quite as knackered, not being quite as worn out, not as Steve said in terms of the heart rate, not being pedal to the metal, not being quite as having to grind through. Kylerine just makes that whole process much more easier. And it just, in my in my view, you could probably say just makes everything that much more efficient. All the other things that you're already doing, that much working that little tiny bit better. Almost, Steve, to use the engine analogy, like you're adding a little bit of this, sort of, I think there's something, we've got stuff over here, jet blue, something that you can add that makes the way that the fuel goes through the engine better. It's kind of working like that. It's making you better at using the energy. It's making you better in terms of your cardio, your conditioning. You don't feel like you're, you're going super crazy, and yet you're, you're looking at, oh, I've shaved five seconds off here. I've, I feel like I could go running around the track again. It just seems to have that work. It's not like Ephrogen or any of those other kind of stimulants that Steve says where you will do some of the same things, but you will feel something coming along with that. You will notice that there are issues. You notice that you're, you're losing. And a good example here is this, I don't think people complain about losing sleep on Kylerine. So, you know, it's just making you more efficient full stop, Steve. Yeah, it doesn't mess with your sleep at all. So we'll get into the side right. effects shortly. Um, Half-life is about 24 hours. So taking it once a day is completely fine. Detection time, it's rumored to be about a month, but we don't really know. And there have been a lot of people, mobster, who have been busted for, for using yeah. cartering. Um, and um, there was one bicyclist from Costa Rica. He got a 12-year ban for, for, for wow. using it. So um, if you do you know, compete at these, you know, types of things where you are tested, don't cheat. You know, I'm sorry, but you're taking a gamble if you use it because you will get busted for it and you will get banned. And it, it, you know what I'm saying? So if you're a normal gym rat, you know, using it, that's fine. You're not going right. to get tested, yeah. but if you're a tested athlete, tested athlete. you're cheating. Yeah. You are cheating for sure. Now, very quickly, guys, I'll jump in here because these questions do come up on the forums. I've seen them and I've answered them and I know Steve has. We know for a fact that some of you guys, I'm thinking specifically of MMA athletes, but even guys that play tennis or basketball or whatever else, they come on the forum and they say, I want to beat my buddies. I want to do better on the court. I want to do better in, in, in the cage. And we understand that. Now, if you're amateur, if you're not tested, as Steve says, that's fine. You just want to play a better game of basketball? Go ahead and fill your boots. Kylerine's fantastic. But if you are a tested athlete, here's how this stuff works. There's a mobsterism out there. I've used this multiple times. All of those federations and organizations that test are getting better and better and better. Every uh, uh, MMA is the finest example I can think of where guys are having their B samples tested from two years ago. And because the test has improved from two years ago, they're getting six-month bans. They're being fined. And that's just in MMA. And as a professional, the bigger name that you make for yourself, the more highly ranked you are, no matter what the sport is, the more likely you are to be tested. It is a given that the first three in a big race in the Olympics are tested, especially the winner. But nearly always, I believe it's a given that the first three are tested. 
if you have this in your system, you will get caught. It's as simple as that. Weighted testing and IOC testing, especially if the federation or sport or organisation you belong to uses those principles, uses that standard of testing, you will get caught. So you've been warned. Steve. Let's talk about the side effects, Mobster, and you're going to kind of get into the elephant in the room in a second, but let me go through. Oh, yeah. Let me explain. This is a drug. Remember, it's not a hormone. It's not a drug. So it's not going to be suppressive to your HPTA. It's not going to affect your pituitary glands. It's not going to shrink your balls or it's not going to affect your latex cells. The thing is with cartering, we're using PED dosages, guys. Remember that. You're not running the dosages that it was medically you know, done for, okay, back in the day. You're yes. running it. That's what, that's what we do in bodybuilding. We take the, des- the medical dosages and we increase them tremendously. It's just like testosterone. The medical dosage of testosterone replacement therapy is about 90 to 100 milligrams a week. But guys, yeah. when they run a cycle, they're running 500 or 1,000 milligrams a week of testosterone. Same thing with cartering. They're, we're running 10, 20, 25 times what the medical benefits would be. So in this case, because it is a drug, it's going to come with side effects. It's going to affect your organs over time. If you abuse it, it's going to affect things in your body. That's just the way it is as a drug. So you never want to run cartering too long. You always want yes. to make sure you cycle out. Now, if you run it correctly, the side effects are really not there. And, and, and it's amazing that some people report their cholesterol levels improve on it, their heart health improves on it and stuff like that. So um, you should not experience side effects if you run it correctly, you know, and I'll get it. We'll kind of get into the dosages and how to run it shortly. But Momster, um, you know, we talked about on the pre, pre-show. pre Why don't you address the yeah. elephant in the room with Carter? The elephant in the room that Steve just mentioned. <laughs> I hate this, right? Because we see it come up again and again. So I'm, I'm going to do that. Ang- my angry mobster voice, right? Guys, so here's how this shit works. I will see some of you say, Oh, but I've heard cardarine causes cancer. It doesn't cause cancer. Here's how this stuff works. Every single study out there has to do in in in, in a petri dish, then animal testing, then human testing. So what happened with GW, right? They they basically tested to see what was the worst dose that you could take with, in this case, mice. So they started them off at a really low dose, the stuff that you'd be using as a human being. And don't forget, they're allowing for the weight of their mouse versus the weight of a human being. And they kept going and going and going. And so they were using, I believe in the original study, Steve, the equivalent of 200 times, but in other studies up to 1,000 times, the effective dose. Now, don't forget, guys, the effective dose was for medical reasons. So... I've run the numbers on this when it came up on the forums before, Steve. And I worked out that you'd have to be taken as a human being one kilogram, 1,000 grams, or I believe what's that? Isn't that 100,000 milligrams or 1,000,000 milligrams? Something absolutely ridiculous. Literally, but just a kilogram per day as a human being to have any of the potential side effects. And this is how fucked up this shit was. So people go, oh, coloring causes cancer. Again, let's take those mice. So not only have they got them on a minimum of 200 times the effective dose for a human being, it wasn't all the mice. It was something like 10% of the mice. Now, Steve and I have been around this game a very long time, and anybody else listening, 
you can go off and look this stuff up. When was it first used? How many places sell it? How many people on forums use it? I have yet to see one single example of anybody, never mind medically, but specifically for athletic enhancement, for performance enhancement as a diet aid, getting into shape. I have yet to see one single, not in the media, not not newspapers, not online, nowhere. Even when it's said it causes cancer, they have yet to provide one single example of a human being that got cancer as a result of using cardarine. Not one. Not one, Steve. So it's kind of really, really annoying. And it's kind of, what's really annoying when it comes to this stuff again is that people talk about doing research. They mean Google. So they've gone to Google or a search engine and they've typed in cardarine side effects and it's almost kind of just like, you know, it's going to be that first choice that it might cause cancer. And but then you actually go and read the article. You actually go and do the research. If you get lucky and the article includes links to studies, includes link to scientific articles that they reference for the article, you'll then see exactly what I just said, that it was only when they proved, pushed the doses to toxic levels in mice, the equivalent of a kilogram in a human being, which is absolutely obscene. The article that we're using to reference here today, Steve, you quite properly say that if you took the equivalent crazy dosages that they did in these studies just to push the levels to where they might become toxic in a human being using mice, it would be the equivalent of taking a thousand aspirin. And as you say in the article, Steve, 50, 50, million, 50, times, 50 times a dose of the sensible dose of aspirin would fuck you up. Literally, that's, I mean, that's how this kind of, it's kind of annoying, Steve, and it's frustrating because there's no need for any of this. We're not mice. We're not going to use 200 times the effective dose. I will say when we get to the dosage in a moment, I have seen people that come onto the forum that are out of shape and they'll say something like, I was thinking of trying 100 milligrams. Don't. The dose that seems to work is the dose that seems to work for, I, 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 I said 99.9%. And another uh, podcast we've done, Steve, I would say 100%. Men, women, you don't need to use anything other than the dose that we're going to suggest. There's no need to double, triple, quadruple, whatever. There's absolutely no need to go with that stuff because the dose that we talk about works, works for everybody. And that's what has everybody raving about it. And that's why it proves it effective. And again, I will reiterate, when it comes to side effects, when it comes to that scare, that elephant in the room, the argument was that it caused cancer. Show me an example. You need to be able to prove to me and to the listeners and to any of the people that you're going to meet on the forums, you can find an example with one person, one, just one, that said they got cancer and it was shown that they got cancer when they went to hospital and they got tested and they got checked out and their bloods and whatever come back specifically because they use current. There has not been one today, not one single one, Steve. Back to you. So cartering, as Mobster said, he, he alluded to it. You're not going to take cartering if you've never run a 5K before. You're not going to magically take cartering and then the next day go and run a 20-minute 5K. That's not how this stuff works, okay? The way cartering is going to benefit you, especially those of you listening who are legitimate athletes. You're not listening to this podcast unless you're – you know, you guy, you've been in the grind a long time. Let's say you run a 20 minute 5k. Every time you run a 5k, you're 20 minutes, 20 minutes and 20 seconds, 20 minutes and 30 seconds. You can't quite crack the 20 minute plateau. Then you yeah. start using cartering. Then the next 5k you run while you're on cartering, you're going to break that 20 minutes. You're going to go down to like 1930, 1935. 
It's going to be like, yes. wow, I finally broke my all-time personal record thanks to Carterine. That's what Carterine is all about. So the more you put into it, the more Carterine is going to benefit you. And we know that not just from the studies, but also from the anecdotal data. Same thing with diet. The more you put into it, the better. If you're fasting, if you're eating good quality foods, if you're staying yes. away from restaurant and fast food and all this crap, you're going to get the most benefits out of Carterine when it comes to your endurance and your fat loss. So that's where Carterine really pays off. So typical dosage for both men and women, 10 to 20 milligrams a day, 20 milligrams yep. is the sweet spot. I've never used more than that. I haven't had to use more than that because it does the job at 20 milligrams. So I've never seen Steve, sorry, just to jump yep. in here. I've never seen any, and it goes like the cancer thing I just talked about. I've never seen one single example of someone being able to prove that they needed to have more than 20 milligrams and it worked better for them. I've not seen one, not one. I've been with the evolutionary family now for four years. I've been doing this thing a very, very long time. And even when, just when Carterine came out, I'd probably be two thirds of my, right now, the, the time that I've been involved in the go two thirds of my way through that experience when Carterine came on the scene. And I have not seen one single example of anybody being able to prove to me or anybody else of needing to take more than 20 milligrams. Guys, it's, I, we see this all the time where I've taken 300 milligrams of some form of test and you can double up and you won't get double the gains. You'll get maybe a 30 or 40 percent increase. And there's, there's, even then, there's, there's a point beyond which it won't happen. You could take grams and grams and grams and you're just not going to gain kilos and pounds of more muscle. It just doesn't work like that. You might require more to gain a smaller gain. But with carterine, that doesn't seem to be the case. That literally... 10 to 20 milligrams, and I'm thinking that's probably the difference between male and female, female to 10, and even then they can take 20 milligrams. And men, it just seems to work for everybody. Up, That is the sweet spot. says It's an optimal, ideal amount. Doubling up to 40, doubling up again to 80 and whatever, doesn't produce anything that I've seen. Not even one person, Steve, said, oh, I've got 10% better gains, 15% better gains, nothing, not one time. 20 milligrams is all you need. It really, really is all you absolutely. It's, I I'm trying to think of one other drug, Steve, not one where we would see a doctor if it was being prescribed to you where they would vary the dosage. Or if you were using a performance enhancing drug, there, there was a small increase in a gain, small increase yeah. in fat loss or weight loss. The cardarine just seems to be the one drug where 20 milligrams is it. It really is it. And that makes it fantastically effective, fantastically cheap because you, it's not that expensive to buy. And it's it, so easy. One of those is a half-life of 24 hours. So one pill a day, one. That's it. Whether you're taking in pill form or liquid form or whatever, one dose, one time a day, 20 milligrams, job done. That, that makes it probably the simplest performance enhancing drug that we could talk about, Steve, to take. There's and no uh, need to... Yeah. I was going to say, you know, so here's the thing with carterine, because it's not a hormone, you can, you can run it, you know, you can run it structurally. You can run it for 12 weeks or up to 16 weeks max. And then you're going to have to come off for four weeks or eight weeks. And then before you go back on, you can run it structurally like that, or you can run it in spurts. I've known, I've been known to just run it in spurts. Like if, if I'm going to do like a lot of cardio, I'll run it leading up to my cardio day. Like if a Saturday I have, a, a, I'm going to go do a 5k or I'm going to do uh, a one mile sprint. Or if I'm going to do a really hard, you know, hot yoga session where I really, or a pyro Pilates or something where I know that I need help 
when it comes to my endurance. I'll run it. I'll run it a few days leading up to it and I'll run it that morning of, and then it's going to give me a boost going into, into that workout. Right. If you're going to run it for fat loss, run it the structural way. Don't run it that way. But if you're going to run it purely for endurance, you can run it that way and still get the benefits. Because remember, it's not a hormone that needs to build up in your system over time and peak like a normal hormone does. It's a drug. So you can use it as needed, or you can just run it structurally for eight weeks, 12 weeks, 16 weeks straight on a daily basis. So Mobster touched on that a bit and then touched on it being faked. And some of these SARMs companies out there that are spiking yeah. with DMP and CLEN, and, and that's where GW sometimes has a reputation of doing things that it's not supposed to do. Talk about those two things. Well, was, sorry, remind me the first thing, Steve, because I've got something else I'd like to touch as well. What was the first thing? Well, I was just going to say touch on whatever you were going to say and then touch on it being spiked oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. and being so, faked. Guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. So here, here's the thing, guys, and it's one of those myths. Right, so there's this idea sometimes with certain dietary drugs, especially the ones that are going to help you lose weight uh, and or gain energy, that you can. And I've talked about this with regards to Sim Steve, where uh, a good example would be DMP, that you can literally sit there and burn fat. I mean, DMP comes with so many side effects; it's so horrible that uh, you can sit on the sofa and a sweat will pour off of you, and your metabolism is going through the wall. But then again, of course, because it comes with those horrible side effects, it's just crazy. And then the, the, the bounce back afterwards is worse. So you end up in a worse state and, and a worse fat level than you had before. And that's just because it's so horrible, but so effective. So there's a question that occasionally comes up with DW, Carterine, where they say, you can sit on a sofa and do nothing, no exercise. Uh, no, that's, it's again, it's not a magic pill. It's not a magic bean. If that was the case, then there would be the, the, the pharmaceutical companies would have posters 80 feet high and 200 feet wide on the side of your highways in the States and the motorways over here in the UK selling this product like it was going out of fashion. They would be banging that drum so loud and so proud. You could literally sit on the sofa and go, no, no, no. You have to do the work. It makes you better at doing the work. But it doesn't make you get into shape or have more energy or become fitter or feel like you've become fitter or save time off your half marathons, your tight crinkle and your 5Ks, sitting on your ass on the sofa eating chips. It doesn't do that. You still got to do the work. It just makes you better at doing the work. Now, the other elephant in the room, Steve is, I'm not going to name the company, Steve, because I don't want a million of his supporters come banging on mobsters. door. But we both know who we're thinking of. And he's not the only person with whose company we could talk about. But there, here's what happened, guys. Psalms specifically, and Carterine included. We know it's not a psalm, but it's, it's there on that list. The company in question has produced psalms. There's, there's, there's a kind of clue in the name of the company. And they aren't what they say on the label. Now, even if they've included Carterine as one of the ingredients, they put other stuff in there. And so what happens is you've had guys that have taken what they thought was a psalm and it's had a, a, a pro-hormone in there. Now, pro-hormones a few years ago were, were, were legal and then they become illegal. To include them in a product like Carderine with other psalms, you're going to end up with issues because the customers are taking something that is tainted, it's faked, it's been spiked, as Steve said. So you're going to have 
pro-hormone issues, which might include gyno, it might include water retention, it might include increased blood pressure issues. And it shouldn't do. You, 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 you're doing your research by listening to this show. You're going to do your research by looking at the links that we'll provide. You're going to go away and look at the feds of link we're going to link to. And you're going to say, right, so those guys that use legitimate DW, do they have any of the side effects that I think I'm having? And this is the company that I use. I'm not going to name them, Steve, but how, I'm thinking specifically on one of our other forums, the amount of times someone says, oh, I'm using this product from this company, and it's nearly always the same company name. And nearly every single time, the side effects they're getting are pro-hormone side effects. Very, I can't think of, I can't think of one single occasion, not one, where it's been specifically cardering and they've had side effect issues. Uh, and from any of the other companies, we've got approved sources. There's no, they're approved because we've tested their product because our members have tried their product because us moderators and podcast ease have used their product and we like what they do that's the reason why they approved there's no need to fuck around with gw there absolutely isn't it is so good you don't need to spike in fact it's kind of kind of annoying steve that this company or any of those companies indeed feel the need to annoy it to spike it to to, to fuck around with it there's just i can't understand the, the mentality of them i really can't it's cheap it's effective it does what it says on the label you don't need to do crazy dosages. It so why do you need to spike it? Why do you need to add something to the thing? It doesn't make any sense to me. Can can you get your head around why they'd even think about doing this, Steve? Well, what we've seen is them using, like you said, pro hormones, clenbuterol, yeah. or caffeine, and they'll put that in a pill and then sell it as cardamine. And what happens is people feel a difference on it. They'll get fat loss from those three ingredients. In yes. a lot of cases, and they'll feel a difference in the gym, but it's not good. It's not giving you what cardarine does. And it's dangerous because if you overdose on pro hormones, clen or caffeine, you'll have a lot of side effects. You could even get a stroke. Yes. So yeah. that's not right what they're doing. And that is illegal. And they're going to get caught eventually. But a lot of times they don't get caught. So you want to make sure you come on our forums and we'll lead you to the sources that sell the legit cardarine. Yes. So you can get the real cardarine, not fake cardarine. And they do it because it's cheap. Those ingredients are cheap. It's cheaper to put those ingredients in a pill. Probably costs you a dollar or two to put those ingredients yes. in a pill rather than really sourcing real cardarine and selling it. So, Monster, finish two, with your final things, thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, take us to the disclaimer. Two, yeah. two things that occur to me with this stuff. I mean, I've, I've discussed this again on the forums, guys. So check it out. Uh, Clem. Clem works. And it works for a lot of people, but it comes with a bunch of nasty side effects, which lots of people, and I've seen this myself personally, my local gym, girls that have come in, they're a little bit out of shape, want to get in shape for a wedding, want to get in shape, they're going to be a bridesmaid, they want to get in shape because they're going on holiday, they want to look good on the beach, and they've tried clean. And it's essentially what's happened is that because of the side effects, the shaking, the jitters, the sort of ever so slightly, and I mean ever so slightly out of control sensation, they haven't done the diet, they haven't done the cardio, and then just a jittery, horrible, felt like I've drunk a whole uh, bottle of, uh, used a whole jar of uh, coffee, made me feel, Ugh, I didn't like it. And so they didn't stay on it, and they didn't get the results that they wanted. So here's the other thing. Sometimes, and this applies to pre-workout products, certain pre-workouts will include ingredients that give you, and I'll use this term loosely, a feel, right? So 
most pre-workouts contain caffeine and caffeine is a very effective erogenic aid. But people like to feel like they're getting something. They want a quote unquote drug-like sense or feeling when they're taking a pre-workout. So some stims include uh, stuff that dilates the blood vessels. So you get a flush to your skin. Made a mild paraphysia, a mild tingling sensation. You get it from gamma-aminopituric acid, for example. And this is a very small amount added to a pre-workout. Oh, I can feel this stuff working, Steve. It feels amazing. Carnarine doesn't need that. It does not need that. You don't get a sensation of sitting there on the sofa, like we said earlier on, where you're suddenly full of energy or jittery or nervous, or especially, and this applies to some of our listeners with issues with anxiety, who the hell wants something that makes them feel like anxious? Uh, when you've already got that as a, a pre-existing problem. So you don't need to, and you shouldn't, need to add to any of these things to make it feel like it's working. You shouldn't need to have that sensation of something happening. You should just, as Steve said earlier on, see that your times have come down, feel that you could have done another few sets in the gym. And again, a, a, a perfectly stable, easy to use. I'm going to go as, as far as to say pretty much safe, until I hear otherwise, dose of 20 milligrams from an approved supplier, like the ones we will recommend on the forums. There really is no need to fuck around, keep it simple, keeping it sweet. And I, I, I detest these companies that spike this, Steve. That's why we don't, none of those companies will ever be used as an approved source on uh, evolutionary. Let me tell you that now. I, I, if it's famous last words, you have to have me taken out and have me shot. Guys, guys, as always, you still need to put the work in. You still need to train. You still need to do the runs. You still need to do the diet. That's your thing. That's the way you'll get the benefits. It's making you more efficient. Highly recommended and rated product. I'm tempted to try it right now, Steve. That's how much I think it's, it's the bee's knees. If only I didn't slow the fuck down in the gym as a lifter, I could see me if I was a bodybuilder using something like this. And as Steve said, not all the time. That's just simply because you don't need to be flat out or going faster or knocking time. Uh, seconds off your times all the time on all year so for athletic performance the idea of bringing this in when i want to drop my time when a competition is coming up when i want to get in shape that works perfectly for me it's not the sort of drug where it's going to give you long-term problems or whatever else in that particular regards but what you don't need to run it all year round just because you're not going to get that much more efficient you're not going to keep knocking 10 seconds off a bevy dust it doesn't work like that so keep that in mind as always, please note, we are not doctors and the opinions on these shows are hours and hours alone. It's our view and it's based on our experience and views on the topic. The podcast for informational purposes and entertainment only. The freedom of speech and the First Amendment applies.